Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, is a podcast that discusses sex, intimate and sexual situations, sexualized anatomy, alcohol, and substance use. Naughty language will be used. We recommend listeners be 18 or older, as some content will not be suitable for younger listeners. Individual episodes may contain additional content warnings. Please refer to these at the start of each episode to keep yourself safe. Most importantly, have fun and enjoy. There we go. We're officially in it. All right. Don't say that. (laughs) We're in it, Psyche. All right. Welcome to Wham, Bam, Thank You, Ma'am, the smuttiest, sluttiest podcast this side of literary analysis. I'm Corinne, and I'm here because I studied media and literature in college, and also I, for some reason, thought this was a good idea. Even though I, like, work three jobs at my current job, uh, I wanted to do this. I'm enjoying myself, though, so I'm glad I'm here. What about you, Roxy? I don't know why I exist anymore after reading this book. Hi, my name is Roxy. I'm a mental health professional who now needs therapy. I also stream on Twitch under the handle Psyche Siren. I may just lay in my bed for weeks now, though. So hi. Uh, and and how many episodes did it take to break you? Five. Three? Five? Okay. This is number five. The good old hand. We're five in. Technically, it's episode five and it's session four. It's a four books. Four Four books. books. (laughs) Five episodes. (laughs) I am not okay. But anyway, hello. I'm here and that's what matters. Thank you for having me. Your house is lovely. Hi, I'm Andy, also known as Super Andiness. I am here because I have been consuming fanfiction since before it was appropriate for me to be consuming fanfiction. This book, if it was a fanfiction, I would have clicked out immediately. So this is... (laughs) Damn. I don't think I would have clicked it, actually. Not to spoil any of the tags, but good God. (laughs) Tristan. Hello. I'm here too. You're a special guest, guest ma'am, today. <laughs> yes, and I'm I'm proud to be it. You you may know me from fanfiction theater if you're one of the five to eight people who watch that. We stream that live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash order of the league. That is the name of our comedy collective. And you can also find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash at sign. Fan fiction theater with an R-E, not an E-R. Very important. Yeah. Gotta get them to the right fan fiction theater. Who knows what's going mm-hmm. on at the other one? Yeah, yeah, that's just a building. They're showing movies. Presumably we, on the other hand, are preserving the art of theater. The art of theater. <laughs> I love that this is the first episode we have an honored guest. And this is the book we've read. Oh, I specifically <laughs> chose Tristan for this book. <laughs> actually, if I... feel I, like it chose me, you know? Yeah. If, if I'm remembering correctly, actually, someone submitted this book. Yes, this book was submitted... Some heinous bastard. ...by Cody. So thank you, Cody. Yeah, this, Fuck you, Cody. <laughs> this book was on the short list of books that we were definitely going to read at some point. And then I was, you know, thinking about doing a guest episode, and lo and behold, I was like, ah, yes, Tristan. 
Tristan gets the Shrek porn. <laughs> His standards are low enough. Yeah, folks, make sure you join our Discord. You too can get a specialized shout out in the form of a fuck you. Just <laughs> a book to us, and we hate it. I, in that all joking aside, thank you for suggesting this book. I was very excited. I think I'm the one that pushed this because I actually like Shrek. Yep. Mean Beck. We all do. <laughs> Oh, the it's, death stare. It's, it's the Beck death and Leona, stare right not, now. Not Shrek and Fiona. I'm going to bury you in an eight-foot hole where no one will be able to find you. Promise. Guaranteed. <laughs> That's what's happening in June, everybody. Stay tuned for we'll this special episode. Tune in to my live burial. <laughs> We're turning into Mr. Beast. God. All right. So, now, you, we've all... We've all said a lot about this book already but for our fifth episode we're covering get in my swamp an ogre love story by gm fairy when leona stumbles upon beck the ogre's trap and becomes his prisoner she's determined to get away but it doesn't take long for things to start heating up between the two beck is trying to protect her and leona can't help her body's reaction to the buff green monster the lines between captive and captor become blurry and the passion becomes a raging fire neither of them can put out Content warnings for Get in My Swamp are as follows. Abduction, non-consensual bondage, consensual bondage, incest between a side character and his sister, mention slash descriptions of past child abuse and neglect, mention slash descriptions of past suicide, sexual assault, attempted rape, cheating, violence, magical healing cock instead of processing trauma. Ugh, what a fun list. Did you add that? <laughs> Was that last one really in there? Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it. nobody listed it anywhere, but I put it in there. <laughs> oh, you, okay. That's what I was asking. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, because there's, there's content, there is a real content warning at the beginning of this book, which I do give GM Fairy credit for. Like, I'll, I'll show this, mm-hmm. anyone who can view this video later. There is a real content warning. But I added my own as well, because okay. that's actually yeah. one of the reasons I always try and finish the books before everybody else, so I can provide additional content warnings that perhaps the authors didn't. So... Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, producer. You're welcome. You're, like, you're that like military guy meme. <laughs> yeah, protecting I'm, us. Please, protecting I you. need you to create that. <laughs> All right. Well, goddamn it. Protecting us. If you're on our Patreon and you see me looking to the right, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> All right. In case you're new to the show, we've all read this book, taken notes, and highlighted some of the spiciest and, in this case, most ridiculous sections. We'll be discussing the story, the sexy bits, comparing it to romance and smut fiction with similar themes, setting, tropes, etc., while enjoying the signature drink of the episode. Today's signature drink is Swamp Juice. You can find the recipe and instructions for the cocktail and mocktail versions of this drink in our Discord and on our social media, WBTYMPod, basically any place you look. Stick around until the very end for a tingling tingler, where we read a segment from National Treasure, Chuck Tingle. Now, would we all like to do our, our, our first drink of the episode? A cheers? Yes, I would very much like to drink. <laughs> I would very much like to. This is definitely not Sonic Sweet Tea. <laughs> it's swamp juice. But... I ate an edible before starting this. So, so you're you're getting the the swamp food instead of the swamp juice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Swamp I could have used one of those reading this. I even oh. dropped it on the floor just oh. to make it just extra to make it swampier. Mm, fiber. 
you got it wet, like just like hold, held it in another faucet, got it like kind of sticky, and then ate it. Yeah. <laughs> Please stop yeah. saying I'm wet sorry. and sticky after we jail. Oh this man, we do book. have actual gummy worms that are edibles. Maybe I should have done that, and I could have done it on here, but it's too late. <laughs> I don't want to get too fucked up. Yeah, we need you at least to be able to function, not yeah. just stare into space and giggle. Because that would be amusing for us looking at it, but for the actual podcast, probably not very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> Just Tristan giggling in the background. <laughs> All right. So who who wants to start talking about this literary masterpiece that we have? Let's, before we get into any opinions, let's give a very basic synopsis of the plot and then we will... Because we, it's this episode's gonna be just us bitching, just us <laughs> trauma dumping. Yeah, spoiler. Yeah. So get, let's just get the plot out of you the way. You want me to go for it? You want me to sum it up? You're good at summarizing. Go for it. Sum for us. Oh, you ask that <laughs> way. Already a better story than this book. <laughs> All right, let's get started, kids. I'm so mad. I'm so fucking mad at this book. So, all right. The name of the book is called Get In My Swamp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's about this fucking trash of a human. She is in a bridal retreat that her future sister-in-law has organized. Her name, instead of Fiona, is Leona. <laughs> What do you mean? Now, explain that instead of Fiona. So, so this book, I think, I know it sounds crazy, but I think it's based on the story Shrek. I no. know I sound insane. I know. They, they but, can't but, I, but the ogre's name think, in this is Beck. That's different than Shrek. No, no, no. I, I'm telling you, I think Leona and later the love interest Beck are a stand-in for Fiona and Shrek. I know I look like I'm covering stringed photos and I sound like a mad woman, but I think- I think this is your Pepe Sylvia. Yeah, this is your Pepe Sylvia moment. I, I don't know, Psyche, it, it, it's, it, it seems- Just stay with me, stay with me, okay? Okay, okay, okay. let's hear this theory, All right. guys. Let's hear her out. Hear me out. We start with her name is fucking Leona and she is in the swamps of Florida on a retreat Hosted by her future sister-in-law. She's about to get married. I she... do want to insert modern day Florida. Yeah. This is modern day Florida. Yes, this is all right. modern yes. day. It's not a ye old bridal retreat. It's a modern one. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a ye old retreat, but it's done in modern times. It's a throwback. I want you all to like know that the copious amounts of jokes we're making are to hide the trauma that we all have shared together over reading this book. I am this isn't, for this sure isn't the podcast. least traumatized. See, and that's why we brought you, group. because we needed yeah. somebody to be of sane mind, Tristan. <laughs> so, so this fuck is out there, and she's like, I don't like any of these girls. There is so much hatred towards femininity, but we'll we'll get into it later. But she's like, this is dumb. I'm going to go hike at night. Cause I'm not scared of the dark. And she goes to the dark, gets lost, trips and falls, almost dies. And this ogre who is like supposed to protect his community from, you know, anyone trespassing, sees her and goes, oh shit, what do I do? Oh God. <laughs> God, not <laughs> boner feelings. Not. <laughs> oh, we'll get into this later, but he talks about how 
Oh, all the humans I've eaten have been old men. I've never seen a lady before. He talks about eating people. So he, he kidnaps her and puts her in a cage till he decides what to do with her. There's the plot. Before we get into story specifics. That's it. It's Beck and Leona. The tale is all this time. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's the, there's the whole thing where she's like, oh, he's... He's so fucking hot, but I hate him. I gotta get out of here. And then she's like, "Oh, good, he, he caught me." There's a lot of that. And then you know it, it goes from there. No, this is they, it, this no, is not a slow burn. I, I think I have all. it in my notes that we know the name of her vibrator before we know the color of her hair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like I, I have Leona's description. I'm gonna read aloud how she describes yeah, herself. Yeah. This is from her own perspective. I think I know what sentence you're about to say. There's right. some good things about Lawrence. He's good looking in a Ralph Lauren kind of way. He can be judgy, but he did decide to pick me of all people. Well, most guys would pick me in a crowded room. I've got huge boobs, porn star lips, and an ass that won't quit. But I'm also poor, come from a shitty family, have no friends. My humor's not for everyone, and I don't seem to know when to stop talking. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. <laughs> or writing but lawrence so picked me i'm not entirely sure why besides being smoking hot and hilarious but i'm thankful he did <laughs> when i read i have huge boobs i think i wrote in my notes did a 12 year old boy write this <laughs> what it's like i'm hot and i'm sexy but i've also had trauma listen the number one thing the number one thing you got to know about me is my description. <laughs> yeah. you, you need to know the size of my rack before anything else. But also, but like, I'm hilarious. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm hilarious. But also, but in a way I'm you not might like not girl. get. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm an acquired taste. <laughs> this entire book is an bad. acquired taste. So. So you mentioned Lawrence, and I yeah, don't think Lawrence we mentioned is the Lawrence in the synopsis. Um, yeah, yeah, and I'm sure there's no connection well, at all name to is, Lord His Farquaad last name is Park, but that, that can't can no, no, no. And yeah. he owns a, a security company that's called. Let me see here. Let me find it in my dual notes. lock. Uh, yeah, dual yeah. Security, a dual, dual. lock. Uh, no, no, no similarity no, to no. lock from Shrek no. at all. No. And he's he's very wealthy, mm -hmm. um, but specifically noted as being of you know normal but, but height. His, so but his dick is tiny, though. But oh can yeah, I, can I oh, read the yeah. paragraph? Yes, yes, please. <laughs> this this is one I have notes about. Not sure if I highlighted it. If you have it, let me know the page. Oh, let me but... see. It's right after boobs, I believe. Turn to the scripture right after boobs, children. <laughs> Boobs so 213. Oh, boobs 213. Finally, a Bible for me. <laughs> that is going to go to right now. Okay, just uh, on the page before. Oh, boobs. oh, okay. right before boobs. We skip to boobs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, boobs are great. Yeah. As most would. <laughs> yeah. The worst part about Lawrence would have to be his size. Oh, he's tall enough. Five foot eleven. The size of his little friend, though, let's just say the rumors aren't true about the correlation from hand to dick size. He has big hands. <laughs> Sorry. But, but 
next paragraph. Don't get me wrong. I'm not discriminatory to dicks. <laughs> I am all about dick positivity and whatnot. The, she goes on to say, the problem is, oh, he, he, he just only uses the dick. He doesn't use his hands or his mouth. But like... Bitch, <laughs> just admit your <laughs> to say like, and move on. To be like, the literal worst part is that his dick is tiny. Now, I'm not discriminatory. <laughs> but his dick is so small. It's <laughs> How small is it? <laughs> <laughs> this is so cursed, but I just got in my head. And his dick grew three sizes that day. <laughs> He's a grower, not a shower. So yeah, she hates this guy. She hates him. She hates everyone around her. She's, she's just, she's she's just marrying him for money and security. She which, literally admits, you know. She admits, yeah. she says, I am marrying him for money and security. I am poor. I have student debt. I yeah. work a shitty job. I, he can give me a, the life I want. So yeah. I'm going to marry him. Yeah, which which I don't hate as a setup because obviously this guy is yeah. yeah. She's not going to waste any time writing about her, like choosing between Beck and some guy she's actually into. But... Like, I did get confused at why her sister-in-law is doing all this for her. Like, I guess she just wanted to go on this retreat. Yeah, I, I think it was kind of like a, I think yeah. it was kind of a going likes through the motions thing, I guess. Like, she wanted to go on mm. this retreat with her friends. And, like, her brother had given her, given Leona a card to do whatever she wanted for the wedding. And I think, honestly, his sister was like, Let's go on a retreat that I want to go on, you know? Like, well, it's the yeah. bridal retreat, you know? Yeah. But that's Ugh. honestly my guess. So, so, so. she's she's <laughs> taken to this cottage. And... Yes, yeah. He Skipping ahead. has a cage. As you do. Yeah. He explains... Yeah, as you do. He explains that it's for, like, hunting humans. Right. I, born and raised in the South, I don't think I've ever witnessed someone having a cage for hunting. Well, maybe Florida is just different. Maybe this is just a Florida um, man. <laughs> listen, I don't, I don't want to get in the weeds in this podcast, but this is DeSantis' is Florida. So there might be cages everywhere. There's cages just everywhere. Yeah. I mean, so definitely he, cages and ogres. He doesn't know what to do with her. He has a lot of thoughts of what to do with her, but he's like, oh, I don't, I'm not going to do that. No. He has a lot of penis yeah. thoughts, as Tristan would say. He right. has exactly. pee-pee thoughts. And he, he throws her in there, and of course she yells at him lots of fuck yous, you know. He insists he's a gentleman um, in his own thoughts. So Yeah, yeah. He, he's definitely not an incel at all. No, definitely not. no, no. Not incel coded at all. Unintentionally? I don't know. I didn't get that from him. But I So here's where things go really off the rails. <laughs> Almost and immediately. You realize... <laughs> well, first actually wait, before I go there, I do want to address that in the like second chapter, third chapter maybe, we are introduced to her having a dream about sexual assault. So yeah. that sets the tone. That sets, that sets the tone yeah, for she, everything. All right, folks. So Hunker has down. a dream about yeah. non-consensual consent, like a situation, like a, like, in the dream, it is 
like implied that she wants to be there like she is enjoying it but at the same time she does not know the situation and there's no backstory or anything yeah and yeah I and mean, it's a it's dream. A dream. And, yeah, they don't have backstories and dreams. dreams. And then it, her fiance shows up and it kills the mood. And it turns into a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> she screams and it turns into a nightmare when she finds out it's her fiance. So anyway, that sets dramatic, the tone. Yeah. Fast forward, she's in this cage. This all happens very quickly yeah. in the book. All right. I do um, want to say this book is 117 pages on Kindle. I don't know what it yeah. is, IRL. And it that's is 198 when you have, or 190. <laughs> One hundred ninety, one hundred ninety. When you have it in physical okay. form, okay. It didn't need to be. So, <laughs> so she realizes she needs to escape, and she notices him looking at her tits. Right. And she's like, "You know what? I'm gonna seduce him." <laughs> <laughs> That's what she immediately goes to, and she's like, "It's worked before, so this will be great." She. Lord, give me strength. I'm not a praying woman, but I need you. I don't think God wants anything to do with this. No. I assume you're referring to a a, a specific operation. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. She decides to engage in something that you unfortunately hear more than once, which is. Who wants to say the phrase, kid? Say it. I think you need to. Do it. I think you need to. You. Fine. Fine. It's Operation Pussy Trap. <laughs> oh, and okay. She just I, I go on an entire rant on this in my notes. Operation Pussy, Pussy Trap made me so mad. <laughs> How do you just say it normally? <laughs> because, like... <laughs> like a honey trap it's a not honey the trap is a time yeah, honored just... espionage yeah. technique <laughs> it's called I'm a right, honey right, trap right. but this is different this is, is it different honey trap or it honey can pot? be a honey pot too both, honey, both are yeah. okay, honey trap okay. or honey pot so like i i i would like to question why the 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 fact that she calls it pussy trap instead of honey trap is what upsets you, girl. <laughs> I'm upset because literally and culturally speaking, we already have a name for what she is doing. And right. she's just making right. up her own name. But, no, but no, you know, she she's spunky, this. she's yeah. snarky. Yeah. You might not get her yeah, humor. I, I wouldn't, you wouldn't get, get it. it. It's it, not, for, not everyone. for everyone. Yeah, but yeah, no, there's like a rant in my notes about pussy, pussy trap, honey trap, honey pot, you know, like I, I go back right. and reference like where it originally showed up in pop culture. Like <laughs> there's like red string all over the office in the center. It says operation <laughs> pussy trap, question mark, X'd out. Honey yeah. <laughs> this is your Pepe Sylvia. Yeah, this is my Pepe Sylvia. I just, I was so mad. And I know, I'm assuming GM Fairy knows this, and this was a a choice in the writing. I, yeah, oh yeah. It was a choice. a choice. I will say that at the end, I did catch a word that I was like, what is that? And I, I highlighted it to see if the dictionary would tell me. I'm pretty sure it was an error, so I don't know if they know. Oh yeah, there was, there was a weird, there was a weird neon, typo neon uh, somewhere yeah. in there. I was like, hmm. huh? <laughs> what? So, uh, no, no, couldn't be. No. The, the, 
the OPT starts. <laughs> Operation You're not call this an OTP. Oh, OPT. <laughs> Operation it's an, it's Pussy Trap. I thought you said OTP. It was the program, I'm Corinne. so sorry. A, I thought you were calling strategy. this your one true pairing, and I was going to... There was going to be an intervention. <laughs> I'm not part of the... So, her thought isn't, you know, I'll flash my tits at him. She fucking... I don't think I've ever cursed this much in an episode. Um, starts pleasuring herself in front yeah. of him. It's a and, whole show. Yeah, she puts on a show. <laughs> and you think he's going to be like, this is dumb. I'm going to walk away. She's trying to seduce me. He whips his dick out. <laughs> in front yep. of Ogre God and everyone. <laughs> Before knowing each other's names, they mutually masturbate together. And I'm not okay. He- and I think that's beautiful. <laughs> because he does not come. He specifically waits for her to come and then just stops masturbating. It is a power move because he knows yeah. what she's doing. I will give him that. He's not like dumb. Like he's like, yeah, sh- she's trying to get me to open the cage. Well, I'll masturbate too. I just won't come. Power move. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> a little unconventional, but. I- are hetero, are hetero yeah. people okay? No. Okay. <laughs> no, they're not. No. I, are the straights okay? Are the straights doing all right? You guys need some tea or something, buddy? A blanket? I don't know. If there's any... Listen, they wrote, spoiler alert, we liked that, yeah, you know? Well, <laughs> if there's if there's any straights listening, tell us if you're okay. <laughs> send a telegram to 123 don't, Internet. Don't send me that. <laughs> can, can you... I'm not on Sing Alex. Uh, send a singing telegram, please. It's what we prefer. Yep. <laughs> How's your mental health today? <laughs> That's what I do in therapy with my clients. I just send them singing telegrams. Mental health today. Health today. Health today. How's your mental health today? So <laughs> let me know right now. <laughs> hey. I want to. So I think right now we're at chapter seven. Okay. Oh boy, we're just speeding we're, through this. Can I can I catch up on my notes real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I have outlined outlined one of my favorite description quotes when Beck sees her for the first time. The outline of her nipples are like pearls I want to put my mouth on. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a twelve year old wrote this. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I I I thought that was um, hilarious. Other I, not, I just but... want to know what pearls. Hey, my sense of humor isn't for everybody. So, you know. Andy's Justin, you're really the Leona of this podcast. Yeah, you're just, you, you are. Like you you're are. Like other mams. You're not like. Is it my yeah. porn star lips? Yeah. Star lips. It is. And your huge oh. rack. Yep. <laughs> oh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Folks, if you ever watch any of our video recordings, this, yeah, is, the one. this, is, this is the one to watch. <laughs> Sub for um, one month and then cancel. We don't blame you, yeah. but like this one. <laughs> get it just for this one. It's never going to get better than this. So, so first note I have is yeah. about her name being Leona Granger. Yeah. Granger, I know from watching In the Name of the King 2, is, is German for farmer. But I think it's probably a, more of a reference to her mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't think she Probably. comes from a long line of farmers. Yeah. She could. She's she, dirt she poor. She is. And she lived in a trailer in yeah. the woods. I mean, maybe there was farmland somewhere. Mm-hmm. 
large yeah, tracts really of land. I love her for her large tracts of land. Story. I, I, I will say I also love her for her her shape shifting hair color. It changes. Does it in the book? Yes. Really? Yeah, it goes it from does. black to it auburn, does. and I'm that. like, oh, okay, okay, cool. So, because hmm. her very just first depends description, on the light, yes. You know. Yeah, yeah. So the OPT happens in chapter seven, but in chapter eight, oh, I had like seven. Uh, this is where my rant begins. <laughs> okay. I warned before. We started the podcast. I warned my colleagues that I have a little soapbox that has been crushed under me stomping it. In our last episode, I talk about how, and Andy talked about too, about how Velvet Over Steel is one of the most just god-awful tropes to call male genitalia. I'm so, why? Why? I'm so done with it. But I have found a female equivalent. And that is the word folds I, throughout this book, I'm tempted to highlight every single time they talk about her wet folds. I am so... Take a sip every time you read folds. If her folds are that wet all the time, she's going to have some fungal issues. I'm just saying, like, especially in a swamp. Put some powder down there. going to have to get into her swamp. (laughs) But, like, this is where it starts. This is where they start the fold talk. And, and and it goes on throughout the whole book and it hurts my soul and he also in this next chapter mentions how he really hopes the stockholm syndrome sets in so she'll start liking him in that was se- chapter seven so we- eight that's oh, chapter yeah. eight in the scripture <laughs> yeah he says something about like hopefully my friend stockholm will something something i don't know he was being witty about it talking about his friend stockholm um, we we talked about i think it was before we started recording but the word stockholm appears six times in this book and i feel like two would have been plenty yeah reference it once do a callback not yeah. six times <laughs> Not six times. <laughs> they treat it like it's a fetish, and as a mental health professional, that makes me feel so icky. It makes That's, me feel. Oh. First of all, not gonna kink shame. That is that is a fetish that some people have. Second, what I got from it, I felt like she the, she the author felt guilty about writing something with dubious consent and like wanted to put references to Stockholm syndrome in there to like kind of like make sure both sides are heard like <laughs> I don't know yeah I I can uh, that's what I was getting from I didn't finish yeah, the book, I could yeah. see that but... I could see <laughs> lucky <laughs> I could see that um, I think like I think the author wanted to add credence to this completely sudden two characters. One's been abducted. They're fucking now plot. Mm, And I think she was like, well, Stockholm syndrome. See, but all the time. So, (laughs) so for those of you who finished the book, did that, did the Stockholm syndrome idea come back in a meaningful way? (laughs) So let me tell you where I got to. I got to the point where Beck I, I guess we're getting into spoilers already, if anyone cares. But oh yeah, at this point, if you want to read the book, stop listening. I guess get out of here. Don't fucking don't. read this book. Thank you. You'll get everything you need from this podcast. We can assure you. 
Yeah. Probably more, honestly. Yeah. You're not going to get what you need. I mean, if you need any of this. So, <laughs> Beck comes back with a, like, memory erase potion, which is, like, the way that he can release her back into the human world without consequences. So, like, he basically finds out he doesn't have to... <laughs> Corinne's pointing out her... her I have little, little potion... Are those little, forget little me nows? Bottle. <laughs> Earrings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like he basically decides there's no way that she actually loves me. It's got to just be Stockholm Syndrome and I, I have to just kick her out. <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome is mentioned so often in this book. Also, non-consent is throughout the whole thing. He very casually threatens to throw her on the bed and have his way with her before a relationship is established. You get his inner monologue and he's like, of course, I actually don't want her to have Stockholm. Of course, I actually don't want to do this to her. Right. Of course, I actually care. But like, motherfucker, you can't just <laughs> say that to people. But yeah, as a book reader who read the whole dang thing, yeah, he mentions it a lot, and she mentions it. I'm just and curious, it's like, like how it relates like so to that between them. I, I will we'll say, get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. In regarding the the memory potion, he wasn't. I I thought it was gonna go. I'll give her the option to take this memory potion, and then she can right. go back home, or she can stay with me. But like, that's not right. what he does. <laughs> like. Now I have we to, are, we are. We're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes, the whole yes. potion arc is towards the end. Okay? There's, There's a, a lot, lot of fucking in between. <laughs> between. Um, just, yeah. just to yeah. make so, sure before we go on, was there anything else anyone wanted to say about the beginning? Because it's... Uh, yeah, yeah. I have before we notes. get into the story. I have, human meat is inherently smoky. <laughs> it like, describes... Yeah, I couldn't give so, up the smoky taste of human amazing. meat. And I'm like... <laughs> Doesn't that come from smoking? Yeah, are meat? you just eating smokers? He did say he was eating, like, old drug addicts, so I guess. <laughs> oh, that's He's, it. Yeah, he... Well, he says the fast food <laughs> yeah. flavored them. He literally well, he also says, says that. Why that be smoking? Um, he says it's okay. He justifies it to himself because they're... Bless you. Because they're <clears throat> homeless drug addicts, I believe, is the words yeah. used in the book. <laughs> they're, so, they're just shooting so... up liquid smoke. Okay, okay. So she's in the cage. Yes. Okay. The first night. The, the OPT is happening. Okay. Ogre's Cage, 1966. Uh, <laughs> he goes to a fucking yes. HOA meeting, yes. which is like, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm keeping us on, on track, y'all, because there's actually, there's a lot of shit that's happened. <laughs> he goes, they're the fucking HOA. They're like a bunch of magical creatures who like, you know, work together right. and apparently with it's the like government also. I will say, or... completely negates the entire plot of this book because if this magical fairy HOA has contacts in the human government, what is to say they are any more trustworthy than this random woman? <laughs> like, yeah. they... What, the yeah, government? Yeah, the government? Yeah, like... Yeah. <laughs> you don't trust uh, the government, Corinne? Yeah. I trust yeah. it completely. The, the never magical done anything fairy wrong. council was like, you can't uh, let her go, because if she, you let her go, she'll tell everyone about us. 
meanwhile, they have contacts in the government that help keep them secret, and it's like... Yeah, I mean, it seems like they could at least tell the their government contacts about this woman, and the government contacts could, like, you know, relocate her or put her into some kind of witness protection thing, like... Yeah, there's a lot uh, more options. Could have done anything, anything else. else. But the, what happens? Yeah. Continue, <laughs> continue, Roxy. But yeah. So, so at the HOA meeting, there is a lot of very icky talk, and I want you all to make sure you're in a good space before I say the words I'm about to say. Are we? Are we in a good, good headspace? Hold, hold on. Think hold of on, your favorite flower, favorite color. <laughs> okay. 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 They ask if she is. They ask him if she is of yes, childbearing age, and and they apparently some of them have looks of want on their faces because they haven't seen a woman. They've got fairies and stuff, and like... and they have sirens. Yeah, there's mentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's mentions of sirens who specifically enjoy having right. sex and the fairy godmother. So, like, what? Anyway, anyway. So, they've all never heard of a tit before, apparently. And he immediately thinks to himself, she is Yeah, mine. there's some weird ABO vibes in this. Yeah. Throughout. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if yeah. your thing. Unaware, but, yeah. ABO is alpha, beta, and omega, which is an entire subgenre of fanfiction where... Yeah, I'm sure there's a novel. (laughs) There is. There was a whole lawsuit based on ABO stuff. (laughs) But basically in ABO, gender doesn't determine whether you can have kids or not. Your status as an alpha, beta, or omega does. Omegas can have children. Alpha can sire children. Betas can basically just normal fucking humans. They can, you know, whatever they want. You know, like, if, Mm. if they're a lady, they probably have the parts to bear a baby. If they're men, they probably have the parts to make a baby. It's a whole thing, but there's lots of right. non-consent in ABO a lot of times, and also a lot of... Hmm. There's some interesting ABO in that some of it has to do with, like, how society is structured around the entire, like, a different form formation hmm. of humans, right. essentially. Yes. Right. So, yeah. Continue. Okay. Yeah. So at the HOA, things get creepy. And he thinks to himself, she's mine. She was made for me. I don't think that's even the first and time he nope. thought. Didn't he? Wasn't that like his first yeah, thought when he, he originally, saw her? Yeah, he originally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a big theme in this, his possessiveness. Oh, yeah. And it's, he doesn't even know her name. He doesn't even know her that right. well. He's right. just and we met later her learn first he's time. never slept with anyone before. And, like, really hasn't seen yeah. a human woman. He's an adult virgin. <laughs> do, 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 yeah! Do, do, do. I just found the part where it mentioned she does have jet black hair. I totally missed that. Yeah. Later, she has, like, auburn or yeah, red hair. Yeah, <laughs> Yep. They forgot. So after, after the HOA meeting, he goes back and he's like, I have to make her fall in love with me. So he has, like, his own OPT going on. Pussy tamer. Yeah. Dick trap, I guess. Operation yeah. <laughs> pussy tamer. <laughs> Damn it, I hate okay. it here. Um, and he like he there is a there is an, a a throwback to Shrek where he like makes <laughs> yes. waffles, I think, which is like what Donkey is a character that is Donkey. Um, His name is Donnie, and he's a centaur in a 
fuckwad. Yeah. Yes! I never picked and up on that. And we meet him Yeah, that's Donkey. Yeah. He's Donkey. Oh my god, he was yeah. Donkey! That's awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't that's know! Awful. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> like, none of these characters, none of them have the personality traits Mm-mm. of Shrek no. or Fiona or, like... I don't understand Mm-mm. the point. Yeah, I think that's what this... <laughs> Other than just like a weird tongue-in-cheek... I don't I, I don't honestly know. think that could sum up the entire experience with this book. I don't understand the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just want to do... I do want to say we didn't mention this before. We did say this was in modern-day Florida. But just so you mm-hmm. all know, the fairy tale community... And I quote, we have cable and internet, so we know what the real world is like. The running theory is that if they discover us, they would either kill us all, practice science experiments on us until we want to kill ourselves, or worst of all, turn us into an attraction. And so, like, that's why the council is like, oh, you you either have to keep this woman or kill her. But as we stated, they have like relationships with the local government that helps helps keep them hidden and it's like yeah what it, it excuse you those two I, things yeah. are... i would like to revisit this point at a later yeah. date just okay this is me putting a pin okay. in yeah it. yeah put a pin in it pin pin put okay okay also at the hoa meeting i want you to know is where like like said earlier we first meet donnie and he says some really creepy shit. And in my notes, I was like, is he going to try and assault her later? Yep. <gasps> Buckle up, kids. Anyway. Really heavy-handed foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, it's so bad. So in my notes, this is what I have. She was made for me. What's her middle name? Jesus, you haven't even experienced every day of the week with her yet. Ah! Yeah, he's he's very conflicted, but definitely horny. He's 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 seen a woman for the first time and decided she's a soulmate. Yeah, it, like it's very reminiscent of the like King Kong beauty taming yeah. the beast, like awakening something, you know. So he makes her waffles, mm-hmm. and they go walk around his property. And he shows all these lovely fruit trees in the spring. And she's like, oh, this is actually really nice. And and they, they get to know each other and they share their backstory. And he decides, you know what? She can sleep in the bed with me. She doesn't have to sleep on the cage. And y'all, there's a lot of gross stuff that happens in this book. But this, this, this bothered me to no end. She's in the bed with him, rolls over and sees he is wearing... The time-honored traditional medieval wear for ogres. Great. I had this highlighted as well. And I <laughs> threw my candle. He's got them gray sweatpants. You know what that like, means. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's such a trope. And it's like, okay, you're going to have an ogre love story. All right. It's 2023. You do you. Make it believable. <laughs> like, Dragon <laughs> Queen spoiled us. I, I had oh, no yeah. idea how good we had it. I feel like I grew up eating at my mom's home and like, oh, it's my mom's cooking. I want to have someone else's food. And then I show up and there's raisins in the potato salad. And I don't realize how <laughs> some people eat. So, Roxy, is someone putting raisins in your potato salad? <laughs> No, they do it in other people's homes, and it's disgusting. 
You don't do I that. Just to make sure. You seem to have some. You, you okay, buddy? <laughs> that I done. May, I may. I may be half white, but I'm whole offended. And I, just... I may be half white, but I'm whole offended. I feel like that's been every book before this one that we had. We didn't realize how good we right. had it right. until we went to someone else's house and ate their food. And I'm I'm coming um, from the opposite side because on fan fiction theater, we were kind of looking for the the worst. Looking for stuff. the reasons. Like not everything we read is bad, but most of it is pretty bad and so like coming to this i'm like hey she's staying in the same tense from sentence to sentence there's minor typos there's punctuation yeah have you uh, this is totally off topic have you guys done bow luigi yet because i need you to do bow luigi please and thank you i will put it on the list is that the name of a specific fic or just a it's bowser and luigi uh, yes i have i just think it's funny Eat my dick. Can you, can you send me a link for that? You can only say it's funny for so long. I will send you actually... Cool. So, so, yeah. And she decides while looking at his gray sweatpants mm. that he turns got her on. And, well, and, you know, she's used to a tiny, tiny micro dick, but, apparently. So. Right. So she thinks to herself, oh, fuck, I'm horny. I can't think straight. Gotta rub one out before I escape, because mm-hmm. that's how yeah, these things work right. mentally. You need that post-nut clarity <laughs> in order to navigate. That's what I wrote, post-nut yeah, clarity. Yeah, every woman I've ever met. Yeah, post-ovary oh. clarity. <laughs> I was like, uh, ma'am, don't you understand that usually after orgasm you're going to be sleepy and want to cuddle? Like, is that not a thing you've ever experienced? Because Nah, it's all post-nut clarity here. <laughs> It's like the limitless drug. <laughs> so, so she uh, she gets caught rubbing it out, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Do you want help?" And she does. Yep. And his finger that she says is bigger than her boyfriend's pee-pee. which apparently isn't saying yeah. much. <sighs> Honestly, yeah. probably our fingers are bigger. You- yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be kind of fucked up. <laughs> But have y'all seen those memes of like King Charles coronation with no. the big no. finger? No. Uh, so, Please send. Hold on, I gotta send this to the group chat. Is hold it, like, on. The Talk to the podcast while I while I'm, I pull this up. I'm, I'm doing a deep dive. <laughs> King Charles, big feet. How are you spelling that? F I N G Y. I think is the general spelling of fingy. Oh no, I'm an IE. Oh, but is it I E? Oh, it could be IE, yeah. I guess. I've always been a Y bitch. So I have sent it to our group chat. <laughs> Apparently, he has a condition oh, where no! his fingers <laughs> swap, and it's it's sad. You know, I don't want to make but fun you of someone's make fun medical, of someone's condition. medical condition real quick. But <laughs> but also, I feel like Roy, yeah, you yeah, are you're punching up so like it's as okay. high as you can go. Um, so yeah. Yeah, so whenever she talks about how big his fingers were, I wasn't thinking of it like in a sexy way. It's not thickness, I was thinking it's of just <laughs> swollen fingers. Andy's having a breakdown. So anyway, she gets. Uh, you said swollen <laughs> fingers, and my brain went salad yeah. fingers, and that's even worse. No, no put, don't put salad fingers anywhere near there. 
When this episode airs, remind me to share the King Charles sausage finger memes in the Discord. Okay. So I don't want to share that now with no context. Okay. Coward. Folks, just Google it. But anyway, he gets finger blasted oh, yeah. and then decides, all right, gonna escape now. Should yeah. be all good. Then I started blasting. Runs off. <laughs> and as she is running away, keep in mind, no real, truly heartfelt thing has happened between these two. Right. Okay? Like, they looked at some and fucking like, fruit trees. Yeah. Yeah. He catches up to her. And, but while she's running away from him, she thinks to herself, I hope he catches me. That's, That's like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bitch, what? She's like, he threatened to tie me up and joke's on me. I'm into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's Basically. the perfect captive. She loves it. <laughs> yep. Mm. I just see on my second monitor those fucking huge <laughs> fingers. Oh, so... Catches up to her, pins her down, and he's like, if you want to run away, why are you wetting your folds down here? <laughs> that is his real I mean, he is a Florida <laughs> man. Described in detail. He is. Why you fold, <laughs> why? girl? Quick tangent. If she was going to keep anything from the real Shrek, like the Scottish yeah. Rogue, that's one of yeah, the Yeah, like, why does he yeah. have a Scottish Rogue? Like, he has. Yeah. <laughs> Gray sweatpants. Yeah, he Where's has the, the sweatpants. Yeah, he also has shoulder-length hair that he puts into ogre buds. Yeah, he has shoulder-length brown hair. Yeah. <laughs> yep. There's swamp buns. He doesn't have little green antennae. Yeah. For for this anybody on the Patreon, you can see this. This is the cover. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking ripped, bro. Does. Those Jesus nipples. Christ, those nipples. Okay, may I tangentilize for a moment? Is that a word? Tangent. Go I, for it. It I is now. I will never escape nipples in erotic fan fiction and erotic tales, will I? No. I no. have never, like, I've heard Why? about nipples. Okay, so in our Dragon Queens episode, I've heard, heard of them. I've heard stories. In our Dragon Queens episode, it was a big deal to me that it was just, it was, it was very nipple heavy, very nipple focused. Hmm. Very, it's, Very it's a nipply. nipply in that book <laughs> and it's just i can't escape them every book is like nipples nipples also side note nipples hardness is not an indicator of erectness they are not tiny penises on your chest i just want to let i want that on the record thank you <laughs> not necessarily i, I mean the they can they can stiffen up due to arousal but also for other reasons yeah like if it's yeah. cold, that's right. why you, know? you do say it's a tad bit nipply outside because <laughs> you go outside and you're cold exactly. and your nipples go erect. Uh, yeah. All right, are y'all ready? Are y'all? Once Probably again, not. I need us to be in a good space. I need us to. Uh, unfortunately, my color is green. I'm not escaping. Uh, <laughs> except Corinne, go to your happy place. <laughs> he catches up to her, says, "You know why you wet if run away," <laughs> and she gives her an ultimatum. He says, "Tell you what." I can let you go and you can run away. Or I could eat you out. What would you like? <laughs> and this fucking bitch <laughs> chooses his giant nasty ass tongue and she's in the middle of running away. He's I'll let like, you, you go. can run away if you want. End of story. It has not been a week. It has not 
been a week and she chooses and like whenever they describe his tongue like i know in like sexy monster stuff it's usually like the venom tongue mm. thing his tongue is fat and reminds me of like a golden retrievers <laughs> and it's so unsexy to me what I just the, i was ranting to my friends last night about the description of his tongue so thoroughly throughout this book i don't remember it i like she didn't say it was like a golden retrievers right <laughs> I don't, I know she didn't know, God, no. But like, I, that's how I viewed it, it I'm was, saying. I viewed it more yeah. as why, yeah, let me yeah. see if I can find it. I was, and that, in general, I was very, like, can't quite put my finger on how big this person is. Because he's like seven feet tall, but some descriptions make him seem a lot bigger. Because we have seven yeah, like, foot tall yeah. people in our right, society. Right, right. Like, Granted, most of them aren't also built like the rock. It's like Yao Ming yeah. or something, but here we go. But yeah, whenever okay, okay. Oh, Describe that uh, tongue. Uh, okay. <laughs> In her folds. In her folds. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> he lays on the ground beneath me, holding up his body with his elbows. He pulls my legs into the air and begins trailing his giant tongue from the middle of the inside of my thigh to the entrance to my core. His tongue is rough and probably the size of my hand. <laughs> I need you. I yell when he stops there. I feel as if I might die if I don't have him between my legs. I'm dizzy with pleasure just from the anticipation. That's a good girl. Open up for me. <laughs> He God says in a husky voice before trailing his tongue between my folds. He starts slowly moving up and down, starting from my entrance. My clit, I almost come undone immediately. Fuck! I yell. Ah, I knew that's where you liked it. I appreciate his pause so I don't come so quickly. It's never been this good. When you come, I want to hear you scream my name. I want all of the nature around us and everyone in a hundred mile radius to know you're mine. You taste like mine. He starts looking again, faster. He circles my interest, poking his tongue in and out of me. He slides up and down a few more times, then focuses on my clit, circling in perfect rotations. Back! I yell in a moan of ecstasy. I reach down and hold onto his biceps as waves pass through me. Every nerve ending seems to be electrified, and my body feels weightless. He, he keeps going, devouring me, as if it's his last meal. Well, bitch, he's people, you know, so, like, maybe it is. If, if I may, can I do something very upsetting to Roxy real quick? I approve. What are you okay. about to do? Okay. Wait, no. I will. Wait. <laughs> Tristan, take your approve. Tristan. He's got water. Tristan. 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 I'm, I'm going to do the, the high school theater teacher thing or the English teacher thing. I am going to read a part, and I need someone that reads the narration and someone to read Leona. Would someone do that for okay. me? Slowly, he brings his lips to my ear. His breath sends goosebumps down my skin. If you really want to escape, why are you so wet right now? <laughs> Any reserve left in me dissipates. I bite my lip and close my eyes. His finger... Fucking giant ass sausage trigger <laughs> wiggles just slightly, gently entering me. He grazes his. That was, that was it. That's perfect. He grazes his fangs against my neck and then returns to my ear. 
you have two options. You can either I can I can either re- let you go, or you can let me spread your legs and let me lick your pussy open until you're begging me to fuck you. I freeze. Like that's even a question. Fuck you. I get out angrily before turning my head and pressing my mouth to his. I mean it. I'm angry at him for his effect. <laughs> That's that, that's the main part. I just wanted to do the Scottish oh accent to upset Roxy. That was lovely. That was awful. <laughs> I've never said pussy in a Scottish accent before. Please pussy. never do it again. <laughs> no. your pussy. So licking habits. And I guess now they're a couple because she decides, all right, I'll She's stay with him. She's super cool with everything happening in this Yeah. Moment. Yeah. Her only, her one and only escape attempt it hasn't been a week. It's fine. She just, I think deep down, Leona was just a monster fucker, and it only took her like a day to realize that. Yeah. But, but like, be yeah. honest. I mean, she was already having yeah. dreams about yeah. it. But own that shit also. Yeah. Like, if, monster fuck yeah. out loud. This is 2023. Exactly. If you're a monster fucker, <laughs> say it. Say yeah. it loud, say it proud. She's a motherfucker. She's, she's imagining she like is loud. Cross stitched on a pillow. Monster fuck. It's twenty. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is. <laughs> Sorry, I found something I highlighted. His tongue is rough and probably the size of my hand. Yeah, I imagined it as wide. That's a big. F- that's a big tongue. So, like a big tongue, a tongue the size of your hand requires a big head. And I feel like it's never really explained how big he is. Maybe. Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe his head isn't that big, but his tongue, like, rolls or folds to fit in his mouth. Stop saying that! <laughs> it's yeah. gotta just, like, for okay. luck to fit Not in. to be nasty, but you... <laughs> People, listen. I'm not saying... Okay, Gene Simmons. People can have weirdly, like, big... T- I have a weirdly long tongue. Mm-hmm. Like, it can happen. And no, I'm... No, not showing. Okay. Everybody but show your tongue. Show your tongue. <laughs> but I'm just saying. It's the green because it's the drink. Come on, Andy. Oh. <laughs> See? What are we doing? But I'm just saying that not, I mean, this is huge. Okay. Hands are huge. But like, God, but yeah. like, you can, you can surprise people with your tongue. He's seven feet tall. You know, like a ginormous. Did you say you can surprise people with your tongue? Get, yeah, get consent I, for surprising people with your right tongue. Right after we read a passage about an ogre eating someone out in the woods. You could surprise you someone, could surprise with, someone with your tongue. You could surprise someone with your tongue. No one's leaving till we finish the book. This is our Jumanji. Okay, so he decides, oh, I've ripped all your clothes. Let's go get you something else. Shopping montage. Uh, you can wear a potato sack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Literally. He sews her together a fucking potato sack. And they go into town where apparently there is civilization here. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and like goes well, to the fairy Roxy, godmother. Roxy, Roxy. They have the internet and cable. So, you know. Yeah, you're right. They got yeah. Comcast. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, silly me, you know. <laughs> she shits in an outhouse, but of course they have internet. 
There's an apothecary, then there's an internet <laughs> cafe, then there's the blacksmith. Uh, I will say that my favorite character in this book is the outhouse that they kept from the original source material. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, yeah. ironically, yeah. least shitty character. <laughs> but also, the like most relatable mm-hmm. moment, and I apologize, Tristan, I don't know you like that, but you're going to have to hear about it. She's like, I miss Lawrence's bidet. As someone who got one of those mm-hmm. like installable yeah. debate bidets, uh, yeah, yeah, you miss that yeah. shit. Yeah. I don't care how hot someone yeah, is. My I'm parents not shitting in an outhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love you like that. No. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're all. Yeah, the way, they, the way that she talked about his bidet, I think it was like one of those like Korean smart toilets or something that like is heated. It does the bidet and then also blow dries. Yeah, he definitely had like yeah. an S tier like, bidet. I'm not going to leave Beck. I'm not going to leave back for Lawrence, but I might leave back for Lawrence's toilet. It's that episode of Bob's Burgers of the sentient toilet. I hate the energy we've created together today. <laughs> you want to go back to comparing tongues? No, I'm good. I'd like okay. to move past the tongue, please. Are you sure? Because it's rough. Is it like a tiger's tongue? Is it like tearing the flesh from her bones? Yeah, ever have, into it. ever have your, your cat right, like you too much? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's why she was screaming. Very exfoliated. That's why she was screaming. Who wants? She was getting her pussy polished. <laughs> okay, now I hate the energy we created in the studio today, and that's me. fucking impressive. I love so, all the energy we're bringing. I don't know if you can ever make me hate it. <laughs> just imagine someone like driving, going to work, deciding to support their friends and listen to this podcast and they get to this part and they're just like, and we're going to turn that off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shout out specifically to Karma. Hey, Karma. Hope you liked it. <laughs> Shout out to Adam. Adam, I hope you're listening to this on the way to a job site. And I really hope that you're like in heavy traffic right now and having to imagine this this tonguing i hope this tongue lashing yeah <laughs> shout out to my mom who i told about the podcast <laughs> Love you, mom. anyway so they go shopping they get her a dress and while she's getting clothing mm-hmm. a wizard comes up and i fucking hate that wizards exist here because they're humans <laughs> Yeah, but the wizards right, are not right. humans. They keep saying human, and I'm like, what are the wizards? Yeah, they, wizard they, talk about, they talk about, like, the wizards are a thing, and, like, this guy, what's his name? It starts with a W. It's a stupid ass. Is it, like, Winston? Winston. Something, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that sounds so right. So Winston pops up. She didn't have the guts. She, she, He's actually a stand-in for the Wyndham wizard. But she, you know she has to oh, change things. Oh yeah, a little bit. Does anybody know nope. what the Wyndham Wizard <laughs> Sorry, is? Sorry, friend. <laughs> He's a spokesperson for the Wyndham Hotel. Oh, Look him up bet. All right. Sometime. So Winston pops over, and I'm not gonna lie. The way Winston is described, I was like, why not get with him? He knows magic, and his tongue isn't the size of a hand. Yeah. That's anyway. why she doesn't want to be with him. Well, she doesn't even be. No, now. she doesn't. She, she doesn't. He just comes up to bed. And he's like, hey, I wanted to let you know that the other wizards won't tell you this because they don't care about humans. For some reason. He says because they don't <laughs> yeah. care about humans. And I'm like, they're humans. Uh, yeah. This is dumb. You should have had literally any <laughs> other creature. Whatever. He's like, hey, so the whole issue 
for for our listeners, the whole issue about her not being able to leave once again is they're worried she'll tell everyone. It's like we either kill you or you stay here forever. Okay. He's like, there is a potion that will erase her memory and we can just drop her back off. And he reacts so violently to this. He, this is one of the most disturbing reactions I have seen in, like, I've read a lot of romance novels and a few fan fictions thanks to these two. Uh, <laughs> There'll be more. It's a, it's, it's and a, that oh, is no. a threat. <laughs> My producer is threatening me, send help. But she, so she has an out. And, and if he truly does care about her, this is the way to go about things. And he so violently reacts and says to himself, she is mine. She was made for me, which is some of the most toxic, terrifying things I've ever heard in a romance setting. And this guy's like, oh, okay. I was just. Are we calling this a romance no. though? This is smut. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. This is the farthest we've gone down the smut hole so far. Like, like it is just like hole. to me. <laughs> <laughs> You know the hole where you go to find your smut. We really lubed up, <laughs> lubed up our smut hole and just, just we're dove taking in it first. right in the smut hole. I don't today, feel like kids. we're lubed up. I feel like this is a raw smut hole excursion. <laughs> yeah, we're getting raw dogged by the smut hole, or in the smut hole, I should say. So yeah. the name of the episode, okay. right in the smut but hole. But <laughs> the point I was gonna make real quick was that's kind of what makes a lot of this okay for me is that it's not treated like a romance like say twilight that really feels like it's trying to show these relationships as healthier than they really are like here you know what you came here for and it's fucking an okay. <laughs> <laughs> like see i think i think i've been spoiled by some good monster fucker fan fiction because oh, yeah. there is some there's fantastic ways to be yeah i don't i don't mean to like lower monster, monster <laughs> i don't mean and to have it be consensual romantic have character growth like that yeah, all yeah. exists and i and i think that's i think that's where this book got me is because like i've read some really good monster fucker right. fan fiction and like this did not live up because uh, i'm looking for an emotional connection call yeah, me a yeah. call me a woman but we need some emotion here beyond she is made for me and yeah. he's got a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> right. I I did misspeak. It's not the fact that it's an ogre. It's the fact that it's kinky. Yeah. It's non Yeah, it, it is very non-con, which, it, you know, if that's your thing, feel free. Go off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go off, you know? And I think Except it's... she is literally captive, so it's not... <laughs> Well, no, it's not a it's not a story about consensual yep. non-consent. It's a fantasy about non-consent. Yeah. Yeah. But also it's yeah. Shrek. <laughs> sure is. Yep. Unavoidably yep. so. Yeah. And I that's my other like quibble with with the writing is you know how I said that like it seems to jump around in tone so frequently like Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. like there's there's just really unnecessary stuff in here like about like we learn about leona's awful childhood and then we learn about beck's horrible trauma and like if we weren't right. looking for a romantic connection between these two if we were just looking for that like non-con relationship or just it's shrek it's funny right. like this is supposed to be tongue-in-cheek then why uh... are those in there like yeah right. also something i hate right. about her childhood 
is I feel like there's such a trope when it comes to like female protagonists in romance settings or smut settings that I'm beautiful, mm. but every other area of my life is shitty to make up for it. Like, yeah. like she talks <laughs> right. about like, it's like abuse porn or something like all the shit she's been through. Well, like they, they talk about how her parents trigger warning folks would put out their cigarettes on her freckles. Yeah. What? Yeah, just cartoonish. Yeah, cartoonishly yeah. evil. And like, yes. It's like Matilda. That happens to people. Seriously. It does. That but happens like, to people, but why is it yeah, in this book? What, <laughs> I got so much whiplash. What bothered yeah. me... What bothered me was that, like, she didn't even, like, have... It didn't seem to be coming from a place where, like, the author knows about childhood trauma she was i'm pretty sure there was a line in there that was like i was abused in pretty much all the ways you know the many ways people like i'm pretty sure it said all the ways yeah i feel like the the mm. backstory trauma for these two characters was a unnecessary for you know just having either an enjoyable non-consensual fantasy or having an enjoyable monster fucker fantasy or having a shrek parody it was it was just unneeded any Any of these things things. it was unneeded My theory, go, go ahead. my theory about Beck's backstory is that it's there to like explain why he's so protective, like give him a reason other than just being possessive over her. Yeah, yeah but I, I, this thing, this book has a tendency to like try to explain things to defend its decisions in weird places, like. We're not going to defend mm-hmm. the Donnie scene, which is coming up, but we are going to defend Beck feeling like he owns Leona immediately. What? What? Yeah. How? Bitch. <laughs> what? <laughs> it is, Pick a struggle. Not, it's not even like in a cute, you know, oh, I want to protect this person. Yeah. It's in a very aggressive, this is she my is toy. Mine. No one else can play with it. Yeah. He calls her a doll like three yeah. times, which is very upsetting. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, like, I understand, like, if this character has had a lot of trauma and grew up mostly alone after, you know, the horrible deaths of his parents. I, I, now, another trigger warning, as mentioned, mentions of suicide. I don't understand why Beck had to find his father's body and that to be a part of his backstory. Out of yeah. all the things you could have done to do to explain this person being weird, why in this smutty romance novel are we yeah. discussing a child finding their father's dead body after he's committed suicide due to the murder of his wife? Yeah. So what happens <laughs> yeah. is they're done shopping potions revealed he holds on to it for further plot you know furthering or whatever for plot reasons yes for will he won't he reasons she decides to go ahead and take a bath in the spring he has and donnie shows up while she's naked in the water and donnie's like oh i'm i'm his friend we can talk and donnie tells her the backstory corinne is mentioning yes donnie reveals this yeah Donnie reveals that Beck's family tried to help a little boy. Yes. I believe. Yeah, a little boy uh, who lost got child. lost. Part of me was hoping it, that this story, sorry to 
tangentialized for no, a moment. No. Part of part of me was hoping that the story was going to be that that child was Beck, and that there's a way to turn someone into an ogre, so Leona could turn into yeah, an ogre. Yeah, that that's what I was so hoping. Much, yeah. That would have given a reason yeah. for the story, like yeah. Beyond I, my ex- Donnie being a dick and revealing things about Beck that Beck didn't yeah. want to talk about. Yeah. So rip. So after this, of course, shocking, Donnie tries to assault her. She screams, Beck comes and saves her, and he beats Donnie unconscious. But you know what's the sexiest thing after someone's tried to assault you? Man alive, having sex next to the unconscious assaulter. While and specifically mentioning being turned on by the blood of his enemies on his face. Yeah. That was dripping on her as well. Yeah. The magic, I... this is like magical healing cock to like an extreme I've never witnessed. The most extreme. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's like usually you joke and you're like, oh, I need to take a shower after reading that. No, you need to take a shower to cleanse your soul after reading this. Yeah. Holy yeah. water shower. <laughs> I I don't even know what to say. Like, how do you describe to someone that in this book... The centaur tries to rape this lady, and her not-boyfriend that thinks he owns her comes and beats the fuck out of him, and she's so irresponsibly and irreparably turned on that he must have her right there. Twice. Twice. I try... Also... Yeah, yeah. Sorry, can no. we please talk about the refractory period of these motherfuckers? Jesus Christ. That's all I could think about. I was like, yeah. how are you ready to go again right I now? I mean, to be fair, Beck is an ogre. We do not know over refractory periods. And a curse. Yeah, this is, I'm giving this a pass as smut. In smut, refract, refractory periods don't exist, generally right. speaking. Unless it's well written and it's like, oh, no, no, I'm too sensitive. You know, like... Yeah. Which actually Let's did just... happen in Dragon Queens. Like, that was a thing. And I think it was mentioned in Incorporated as well. You know, some of the better smut we've read. <laughs> and it's it's so funny, too, because he talks about, like, how he's literally never been with anyone. And he's never met a human woman before. But he's like, this area you touched yourself with, I think you like it. And he knows how to find the clit magically. <laughs> he's immediately so good at sex. Yeah. I... I thought that was a good detail. <laughs> yeah. Like, it shows that he's attentive. He is an attentive I, lover, I, uh, if you call this loving. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, you guys are <sighs> such optimists. I love that for you. <laughs> I am an optimist. Yes, I will. I will say that. Tristan, are you also an optimist? Sure. <laughs> optimist five. It's almost like Optimus Prime. <laughs> so, so yeah. after this happens, which, God damn. <laughs> God damn. By the way, this was not like <clears throat> called out in the content warning from the books. Like what do you yeah. mean content warning? Man covered in blood from your attacker fucks you. How do you even <laughs> But no, there's there's not even a note well, of like the... assault or attempted rape in yeah. the content warnings. And like I had yeah. to add that on my own. Why like, is that's, that's like why the is that one not there? Content warning you yeah, should like, start with. Yes or GM no. fairy, why is that not there? Like, it, it's some people's yeah. thing, but you still gotta warn people. I was so expecting Donnie to be a dick, not a rapist. You know, like <laughs> the only thing I will say that <sighs> I hate that I'm even fucking doing this. Mm. It was mythologically 
interesting and somewhat correct to portray the centaur character as an assaulter, but I still hate that I'm giving you this one tiny breadcrumb. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, horses. What, mo before moving on, <laughs> oh, one, no. one thing I have highlighted, this is just something funny. Out walks a creature who has the torso of a man and the lower half of a horse. A centaur. Yeah, we're. Can you imagine if you learned something about Greek mythology through a smut book like this? <laughs> Not a good <laughs> smut book, one like this. One like this specifically. So the, I know uh, one's learned anything from this book. Otherwise, I'm so sorry. Except <laughs> yeah. to not read it. <laughs> yeah. One thing we want you to learn. He realizes, oh shit, you know, I do love her. I don't want her to be subjected to something like this because they'll all never respect her, which, you sure about that? Everyone seemed to like her that she met. Okay, whatever. I, I mean, we only really saw her meet one person. The, the wizard like. and, the dressmaker. well, she didn't meet the wizard, but yeah, the dressmaker. The, the wizard was yeah. kind. And everybody else was just the like The dressmaker was her. kind to her. Everyone else just kind of looking, but like also like it's a yeah. person wandering around their town for the first time ever. Like I feel like Beck is really assuming the worst of his yeah. fellow fairy folk, <laughs> which is weird Could be. given Could his be. history where humans were the ones who killed his parents and or caused the deaths of his parents. It's weird yeah. that he's like, oh yeah, but he's also just kind of a lunar. Yeah, in so I mean, you know, I don't know. Him. It he assumes that they're going to treat like they're always going to see her as his property, and they won't treat her with the right. respect she deserves. Which, like, that's a nice thing to worry about. But how about we discuss it with her? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he. That's the one thing he, that he, he, he never he discusses never. anything with her yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> he and what pisses me off too is he realizes he loves her. Says he loves her. It hasn't even been a full fucking week, but okay, whatever. She is shocked, but realizes she loves him too. And then he goes, no, you need to go. Take this potion. I love yep. you. You can't be safe here. He doesn't offer it like, hey, if you always have this option. Yeah. He tells her she has to. And that's yeah. the biggest ick that like he's going to force this, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, again, I kind of mentioned this before, but I think that's why Stockholm Syndrome gets brought up so much is because he thinks, like, even if she says she loves me, like, she can't be trusted because I've brainwashed her accidentally. It's or been a week. You can't do that that fast. I know. I know. <laughs> that is not how that works. But, yes, I do yeah. think that's the reason that entire scene occurs is because he doesn't think he can trust her to trust her own mind, given Stockholm Syndrome, in quotation marks, not how it works. But, yeah, and he decides, you know, he's going to make her take the potion and he's going to drop her off and then they're just going to live their lives like they never met each other, except he's going to remember her and she won't remember him. Instead, she runs off. And, and yeah. leaves because she wants to remember him, essentially. <laughs> and as she leaves. Really? Wait. Yeah, I, this is what I'm, you didn't finish the book. That was the section yeah. that I didn't yeah, she, read. Yeah, she runs away because she wants to remember him. And at, at first she's just kind of mad okay. and she hasn't decided she's like leaving, leaving. But she like by the end of it, she is leaving and she's doing it because she wants to remember him and wants to make her own choices, which is fair. But what happens, Roxy? Yeah. 
Prince shows up and he's like, hey, we've been looking for you. And she just goes off with Lawrence. Also, the reason nobody was looking for her prior, she did leave a note saying, don't come look for me when she ran off into the woods in the middle of the night. I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, we're just respecting yeah. her. Which when, that's literally what he says. When I read that note, I was like, that that note exists. I was like, has this Jesus woman Christ. never heard anything about true crime? Ever. <laughs> like, what the fuck? But okay, fine. Tristan, Tristan, you haven't read the rest, so I need you to buckle get in. Get ready. <laughs> get, get ready, Chamber. Wait, yeah, get, yeah, yeah, get yeah. your... You want me to just read Get your singing section. bowl again. Uh, you need some... You oh yeah, 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 yeah. Need to cleanse the air. You know what, Tristan? There is probably a chapter you could read, and it would be very interesting to get your live reaction. Let me double check. You know what? I think I know what chapter it is. Hold on, let me check my notes. We're doing this live on the air, aren't we? Okay. So if you go to, I believe it's chapter twenty-two. Okay. Uh, okay, so she decides to go through with the wedding. She decides to stay with Lawrence. None of this makes sense, but it's whatever at this point. And Tristan, yeah. if you will read from My Stomach my Grumbles. Also, I want you to remember Victoria is the name of her fiancé sister, the one who's her maid of honor. Yeah. Thank you. My stomach grumbles, and a brilliant idea pops into my head. I can pick up some lunch at my favorite sushi burrito place for Victoria and me. Surprising her with lunch is just the kind of thing I need to do to make up for being a shitty runaway friend. From what I hear, nobody really cares that much. <laughs> but <laughs> half an hour later, like that, could have, that may have been a gift in itself. Half an hour later, I'm taking the elevator up to her apartment building, poke bowls in hand. It is pronounced I think poke it's poke bowls, right? It's not I like think poke? It is poke. Like poke yeah. bowls? Poke balls? Yeah, I think it's poke. <laughs> okay. Some poke bowls in hand. It's nice. <laughs> it's nice that we live so close to each other, and I really should make it a point to visit her more even though I loathe her. <laughs> when I get to the door, I pull the handle. I've never been a knocking type. And, okay. and these people just leave their door open in New York. <laughs> or California. No, in LA. In LA. Yeah. 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 Surprise, I brought you lunch. I bellow as I swing open the door. I hear Victoria scream from her bedroom. Sorry, I know I should knock, but I feel like the forced entry adds I to the surprise. I bet you do. <laughs> Shit! Comes from the bedroom. Oops. Maybe I caught her at a bad time. I walk into the kitchen and put the bowls on the counter, watching the door of her room. Seconds later, Victoria emerges in a robe with her hair disheveled. Leona, what are you doing here? She seems pissed. I... I just... Thought it would be nice to surprise you with lunch. Is someone here with you? No, she says way too fast. Tumble comes from her room. 
What does that mean? A tumble comes It's a tumbleweed. I think she means like the sound of a tumbling, yeah. but like. Okay, I, sure. It, it's a tumbleweed in my mind. A tumbleweed okay. just rolls on out. As, yeah, in, yeah. Because no one's there. That's what happens when no one's there. It's yeah, a exactly. <laughs> a few moths flutter out. A tumbler comes from her room and I raise an eyebrow at her. Look, Leona, this is a bad time. I'll call you and we can schedule drinks soon. I'm sorry to push you out, but... No, it's okay. I got it. Sorry for surprising you. I turn to leave, completely abandoning the poke poke bowls. I yeah, think I think it's, it's, it's poke. <laughs> like, not pokey. <laughs> not like Pokemon. I think it's poke. I think it's like poke. poke. Okay. But now we're putting weird okay, emphasis bowl. on it. <laughs> the bowls, the bowls, the bowls of rice and raw fish. <laughs> Lost my place. Okay. <laughs> when something catches my eye, a man's shoes by the front door. I bought those shoes. They were custom made, flannel lined Prada loafers. Flannel. <laughs> okay. That I got for Lawrence's birthday. I was expecting like mink or something. Did your did your brother leave his shoes here? I whip around and look at Victoria in the hallway. Of course, that's the only logical explanation, but her face says otherwise. She looks guilty. Oh, yeah, I think so. She's sweating. Why? What would she be suspicious about concerning Lawrence? That's an awkward sentence. Unless, no. I storm past her and walk into her bedroom. Leona, wait. You can't go in there. She grabs at my arm, trying to pull me back. But her tiny Pilates arms are no match for my mighty CrossFit (laughs) arms. I reach the door and throw it open. Lawrence is sitting on the edge of Victoria's bed, only wearing boxers. Neither of them says anything, but they don't have to. I can read it all over their similar-looking faces. So, uh... That's a great phrase. (laughs) What the fuck? A ringing goes off in my head. I feel like I'm floating outside of my body. I just stand there. Victoria pushes past me and stands next to Lawrence. Please, Leona, we can explain. Okay, then do, I say without moving an inch. Victoria's mouth is parted. Her eyes are bulging, and she looks to Lawrence, unable to find the words. What is, there's a, there's a show that had a moment like this that was like, I can explain, and then they like pause. I can't explain. I don't remember, but I remember that scene. <laughs> it might yeah, be something yeah. like Shit's Creek or something like that. Like, yeah. Something like that. Lawrence sighs and then speaks. <laughs> okay, maybe it's exactly what it looks like. So you're fucking your sister, I say matter-of-factly, not letting any emotion show. The history of the two flood my brain. Every interaction they had. Every time I thought they were a little too close for comfort. It, it just like flashes back to her watching them just like making out in the car. Them holding hands were... and skipping. Yes. I suspected. I thought they were just French. 
God damn it. Last name like Fark. I just thought it was French. The okay. They're farking. Even, <laughs> even though I thought their relationship was weird, I never could actually imagine this. Half-siblings, actually? Victoria says meekly. I scoff. Oh, well, in that case, how fucking adorable. Here comes the rage. I turn around and run toward the door. I am suffocating, and I can't take a minute more of this Alabama freak show. New band God, name. that's a good line, though. <laughs> Alabama freak show. Is that the name of this episode? Alabama freak Alabama show. <laughs> that's a good, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. So, so you don't you don't have to read the whole thing, but yeah, Tristan, they're fucking. I want to say, sister. this is actually one sure. of the better written parts yep. of this book. Like, her, yeah. Leona's reactions Leona's yeah. reactions are great here. Like, if I walked in on this, yeah. I, like, yeah, who among us would not, like, react in a similar fashion? Like, this was one of the most believable parts of this fucking book. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> All right. Incest I, in my smut book? More likely, more likely, than, you think. More likely than you think. I oh, I remember God. resting, reading this in bed, and like my spouse was asleep next to me, waking, waking them up and being like, <laughs> I need to talk to you right now. Oh. Yeah. It's like just when you think you're not going to be surprised by how ridiculous this book is. Something, Something new and amazing happens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to read the first line of the next chapter. It hasn't even been a month since I discovered I was engaged to an incestual asshole. <laughs> yep, there it is. <laughs> there she blows. So, does she go back to the swamp? So, so what That's, happens uh... is what I actually really like. This is the only thing I like about this book. This is, okay, okay. Andy, don't make that face at me. I'm allowed to like one thing. No, times. no. I here. Okay, so my my qualms are going to be intermingled with what you like. I think so. Probably, do your thing, probably. And I will okay. qualm it up. I like that she doesn't go back to the swamp, and that she decides to live on her own and get her shit together. That is the okay. one realistic thing after being in a long term relationship. However, you know. However. There is a sequel. It'll probably be out by the time oh, this episode oh, airs. Yeah, it's called Stay in My Swamp. <laughs> now I'm I'll curious pull... if she didn't go back to the swamp. Do you? How is she to stay? Andy, do you want me to sum up how the book ends, or do you want to talk about your qualms with this episode? Go uh, ahead. This... Go what ahead you and like? sum it up, and I will. I will qualm after. Okay. Okay. So what happens is she gets her own little apartment decides to try and get her life together and then one night after some time has passed she's touching herself thinking of him and her door breaks <laughs> down and a seven foot tall guy <laughs> in a mask comes in and there's smoke <laughs> machines and spotlights and we find out <laughs> this motherfucker took a plane which is the least realistic thing <laughs> Get their TSA in my ass. Look, they have yeah, cable. They have cable, they they have have cable internet. in the internet. And he knows how it works. He can clearly, he has a legal ID, I guess. 
<laughs> he had the he, money. He comes Why? back. Yeah, he knows what money is. Wizard. Because the uh, whole reason she wasn't going idea. back to the swamp is because she didn't have the money to do so. She was thinking about it, but she didn't have the money. But Beck somehow uh. had the money. And they instantly have like makeup sex and they, they talk about how they love each other and she decides to go back to the swamp at the end. It's dumb. Okay. All right, Andy. I want to My- say before you get in, Andy, at first she thinks he's an intruder and she just like hides under her blanket. <laughs> yeah. All this talk I saw talk. that. Yeah. I was flipping through it and she was like god i'm such a little yeah, bitch you Girl, are. i got two machetes under my bed come on <laughs> yeah you're a little bitch so my fucking issue not like with everything else yes obviously but in this particular part he talks about multiple times how the the fantasy hoa will put him will kill them both if she yeah. leaves but somehow she can be gone for two months. Well, he and told it... them she took it. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. He says oh. that. He lied to the HOA. Mm. And said that she took the potion. Oh, okay. It's still dumb. It's... You're still so yeah. right. Yeah. Like... That's still like. <laughs> because now she's going to come back and they're going to know he lied. Like, why don't they well, just kill them? Well, also, what happens when he comes back? Is he meets also, with the HOA. He's allowed yeah. to leave. Yeah, he's allowed yeah. to leave. That's, that's revealing the secret yeah. as much yeah. as But, like, the he goes around. to the HOA and he's like, this is my woman. And they're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was no problem the entire time. Yeah. Every problem in this book was fucking yeah. fabricated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, which, yeah. Well, yeah, it's yeah. a fantasy novel, Corinne. It's oh, not my real. God. You're so right. I'm I know. Ridiculous. Uh. We're expecting more from my smut. Thank you. <laughs> so, honestly, I'm going to sum up my thoughts on this book very succinctly and quickly. It fucking blows. Don't read it. The end. Cheers. My I'll glass is empty. It. I've already drank to it. God. My thoughts on this book it had some funny moments. I wish it could have stuck to a single tone. The The tone shifting was like literally the death of this book for me. Like if this book had had one single tone in it or like gradual changes in tone and not just flip flop and flopping back and forth between this is ridiculous and funny and this is trauma. And then suddenly this is ridiculous and funny and it's Shrek again. And now it's trauma again. Like, just the insane whiplash of this book is what I, it, I just. It's like a car crash. Yeah, it's like a car crash recover. that you yeah. keep reading. Like you're yeah. just experiencing a car crash over almost 200 pages and you just can't stop it. And I just recommend not getting in that car crash personally. I think this is all you need to know. Unless you're David Spader. <laughs> is that his name? I think so. Did I get that right? <laughs> Edit that out if I didn't get that right. <laughs> All right. Roxy, what did you think of this book? Trash. Use it to keep yourself warm if you just set something on fire. <laughs> it's awful. You it heard it here first. Set your candle on <laughs> fire. It, no, don't wait. Hold on. No, Use wait, the pages I... of it the same way that Shrek does at the beginning of Shrek 1. <laughs> I just... Mm-hmm. I feel like the tonal shift was, yeah, it was awful. It was like, just decide what you want to be, you know? But also, there were a lot of moments I, I didn't really delve into, but there was a lot of self-hatred towards femininity. And I know I'm like the psychological person of the group, but it was 
pretty blunt and hit you on the head. It wasn't like a subtle tone of it. There was a lot of not like the other girlism there, that I felt like didn't belong there. You could have a character be like a tomboy, be tough or whatever, and not have her hate other women or feminine aspects of herself. Yeah, and yeah, 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 there was a lot of other shit in the book, but like that just was just icky to me. Hated it. Hmm. Tristan, your thoughts. So I do. <laughs> and some of them are going to sound, it's like counterpoint, but it's not as different from your reading as it sounds initially. I did not get tonal whiplash. I actually kind of felt there needed to be a little more tonal mm, variety. Mm-hmm. It's like the note that I have that the constant snark is impeding any like actual emotion. Like they, she talks with Beck a few times and like, she's just like thrown out innuendo. Like it's more banter than like a conversation where they learn about each other. And specifically in the scene where she first runs away, that could have built up, been built up so much. Like that could have been a really powerful moment. Like the fear of him, like barreling through the woods behind her, like in contrast with her urge to stay, that could have been really powerful, but it was, it was just like a paragraph and yeah, it could have been developed much further i i do agree Um, there i think a lack of development is really one of the biggest problems because like if i mean there's so many problems but like the like the switching between this is just silly and this is depressing and this is silly and snarky and this is depressing now like if there was more space in the first chapter like yeah oh right i see what you're saying in the early chapters when she's talking about her trauma and this is probably a flippancy of the author but like i feel like it's not really a tonal shift because like she's treating it so lightly like it should have been a tonal shift and like if you have experience with that stuff it's definitely going to be a shift for you as a reader but like the way that the story treats it is like still snarky and i don't know it's like deadpool one in a way, except not covered. That is a very good point that all they do is communicate and snark, and it's like, when are you going to have a real conversation? Well, and there's ways to be a snarky human being and communicate and snark without being, like, fucking traumatic for other people to be around. Like, I feel like I'm a (laughs) very snarky person, and I joke about my trauma a lot, but I I feel like I can can turn that off and be a genuine human being, and this book is not capable of that. It does not have the emotional depth yeah to reach that exactly yeah there's there's no depth to this story at all i think the only way to read it and enjoy it is to go into it as you know a a kink fantasy smut fic you know do not expect depth but if you know these kinds of themes turn you on then you could get something out of it. You might get off. I I, I, I read know. recently the term a one-handed book. No. Yes. <laughs> so if you're looking for a one-handed book and you're a monster fucker and you like non-consent and reluctance, yeah, go for yeah. it. Uh, no kink shaming, but 
beyond that, there is nothing else really to gain from this book. There's a couple right. of there. There's a little bit of like witty writing. Like there's a couple paragraphs where I'm like, occasionally, occasionally I'm like, that yeah. was funny. That was well written. Oh, that's that's an interesting thought. And but the rest is just yeah. And then the next yeah. five paragraphs, it'll be like, okay, that was just sarcastic. Without yeah, yeah. Over. Like, it, it's, Here, the gems are few and far between. If you're still considering reading this book, I will leave you with this piece of information that might sway you one way or the other. This motherfucker's written in first person. It switches POVs between chapters. Okay. I feel All right. If, if, <laughs> yep. Now that we've given our thoughts, it is time to rate this bitch. Mams, what do you give this book? We'll just go. I'll go last, but who wants to go first? Tristan, go. Your scale. Of, your scale is, is scale? out of five mams between one and five mams. I mean, in theory, you can go beho- below one okay. mams, I suppose. But one is generally the worst book you've ever um, read. Five is. Do the mams become bitches? Yeah, if you go, if yes. you go negative, they, they become, become bitches. Bams. <laughs> Bams, yeah. yeah, they go negative, they become bams. Okay. But five is best book you've ever read, uh, ever read, not written. Okay. <laughs> so, I'll give this, I'll give this a literary one, ma'am, and a smut two and a half. <laughs> all right, all right. And that, to be clear, I, that is, I did mean that to be a positive number. I just like the idea of it being damned because it's fucking yeah okay porn. okay I'm I may be starting to slightly <laughs> <laughs> that's all right it's just in time for the tingler all right Andy oh fucking negative three bad bad vibes incest is an ick for me and like there's a lot in this book that's an ick for me but that one was just like that is true I didn't like really get to that section when I. Reddit for I was raised with my half brother just being my brother, and so that scene just made me. Same, same half brother is just my brother. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, oh God, kill me, please, thank you. Okay, it was bad. Don't. I, I'm gonna <laughs> give it negative four bams <laughs> because. The yeah it was written poorly. Whatever. There were some moments with the snark that were funny. But the psychological undertones made me so uncomfortable and unhappy, especially his possessiveness and controlling of her made the monster fucking so unenjoyable because this hold. I actually have more to say about that because like as a kink, a work, a work of kink, (laughs) like that's part of it. That's part of the kink is the possessiveness. But kink needs to be shared and consensual. If it's if it's like, yeah. Again, we're talking about this as a kink fantasy. So, like, we the reader are approaching it consensually. Yes, I w- okay. I'm gonna expose myself and and don't expose vibe yourself. On the fence. Someone's kink. <laughs> I'm gonna vibe on the fence here. I'm someone that I don't turn my nose up at consensual non-consent fantasies in my fan fiction and my reading. Okay, I don't give it like that. Shit's fine with me. It, yes, it's part of the fantasy. But also, I would argue that the the care part is also kind of tied in with that fantasy because it's like some people definitely oh, yeah, want yeah, the degradation. Yeah. Some people want that. But the most of the time, you want there to be that that 
as as a kinkster would say, the soft lining on the inside of the collar. You know what I mean? Like you want there. There was really only one padded. scene of care was... in the book, and that was after the vigorous I fucking after the attempted rape. Disagree. I think there were several instances of care. I actually highlighted lines that I felt like defined the character, and some of its possessiveness, and some of its, you know, like. I guess that is the the quote that you were talking about. I need to go back further. But but yeah, that's like he like asks if he hurt her like after they fucked. There is moments. There is moments definitely. Like there's earlier moments where like he does ask her and he does carry her back uh, after one instance. So okay, so I maybe say there's like two Hmm. instances of aftercare. The first is carrying back after the woods. He carries her back and she like falls asleep as he's carrying her, which is sweet. And then I think he makes her breakfast or something. So like that's there. Yeah, he does. Yeah, a lot like of, the like, aftercare is there in that instance. And then after the vigorous fucking, after the attempted rape, he like cleans her up, takes care of her. Well, this is in chapter yeah. thirteen, where he says, "I can't, I can't help feeling nervous about how exhausted she is. I know, I know she said I didn't hurt her, but I don't like seeing yeah. her weak." And I would say that's instances of him caring, but not necessarily doing anything about it. Because, like, you can, you're seeing it from his perspective, but from her perspective, Mm -hmm. you're not necessarily seeing what he's thinking. And I think that's one of the areas where the fact that this is a dual POV book, like, we do see Beck's perspective. Which, if we weren't seeing Beck's perspective, I think this would be a very different book. But I think it maybe leans on that too much. Because... Leona doesn't know what Beck is thinking. So. And this is, <laughs> I, I, I'm worried. Again, it's, it's not like a literary work. But though. it is a literary work. It is a fantasy in the sexual It is a literary sense. work. It is bound. <laughs> Ayo. <laughs> Good uh, for Andy, her. That Andy, makes what it were official. You gonna say? Oh, I just, I, I. I understand both sides, and it's not this an argument, but, like, I understand both sides this conversation of, like, dude, this is for people to fucking jerk off to, and, yeah, but we want people to jerk off safely, like, to, you know, so I, I get, I get both sides, but I, I think, yeah, yes. Yeah. It's, like, the line you have to decide, like, is this book going to be educational? Does every work of fiction need no, to be educational? Now, Corinne, what do you give this book? So, in regards to Mams, I I do give it a one. I'm not going negative, because I do think that it brings some interesting things to the table. If you, it, some of it's funny, some of it is, like, an interesting commentary. Like, if you're viewing this as a commentary on not, like, other girl-ism, then you could definitely gain something from this. I I think it has potential within it. I feel like that potential is squandered. I wouldn't recommend it to other people. I would recommend they read a review, they listen to this podcast. I'm not recommending somebody read this, but I'm not necessarily throwing it in the trash either. I will display this on my bookcase as a cautionary tale. If we're talking about like the jerk off material, like if we're talking about bams, I would say maybe a two- positive two bams there there's some hot stuff if you like big monster cock so you know but also you could find better but yeah for you free. can find better for free so like a two <laughs> yeah. like yes but you can yeah. find better for free and as i've said i've read 
a fair amount of monster fucker fiction that is better and it's just fan fiction. And so a two, yeah. like if you're looking for Don't something one handed, just go to the internet. Don't spend four dollars. Sorry, GM Fairy. Don't spend four dollars. Corinne, I'm ready to be tingled. Yeah, tingle us. Are you ready to tingle everybody? <laughs> Always. All right. Now, before we get into the tank, before we commence yes. to tingling, was there also like a companion work of oh, fan fiction yes, that we were yes. going to Oh, yes, yes. So read? we can we, yeah. we can do the tingler first or okay. we can do the fan fiction first. We kind of switch it up. So do we want to do fan fiction or tingling? What do you need? What do you need? Do you need a palate cleanser or you want to you want to fanfic it up first? <laughs> Let's do the tingle. Okay, okay, so we'll tingle first. And now time for our tingling tingler. This one caught my eye since it is about a human who is rescued by a magical being after a car wreck, changing both their lives forever. I let my gaze linger over the wreckage, reeling from the intense physical trauma that still lingers within my body. My nerves are at full alert. My neck is killing me. I look up and down the road, trying to see if I can spot any other rides headed my way, but there's absolutely nothing but wide open desert. Trying to make good time, I took my best attempt at finding an alternate route and somehow ended up on these back roads along the way. It's great for avoiding traffic, but I sure could use a lift right now, and who knows when the next one is coming. With nothing left to do, I just start walking. It's early enough in the morning that the desert heat hasn't yet started to beat down too harshly, but with every step I take, the temperature seems to grow warmer and warmer. By the time the cars disappear behind me, I'm drenched in sweat, yearning for someone, anyone, to come driving by me and save me with a generous ride, even if it's just to the nearest gas station. I've almost entirely given up hope, when suddenly I notice a shiny silver object rising up over the hill behind me. It's almost too far to see, like a tiny glinting speck on the horizon line, but from where I stand I can hear it barreling over the asphalt. It's a motorcycle. Immediately, I stop walking and begin to wave for the rider's attention, hopping up and down as I throw my arms wildly in the air on the side of the road. I'd been so busy hoping that someone would drive by that I never even considered the fact that they probably wouldn't stop for me. But I've got to try. Fortunately, though, as the vehicle draws closer, it begins to slow until, eventually, the motorcycle pulls up next to me and stops completely. It's only then that I realize the rider is a beautiful, white unicorn, with a long, flowing mane and a glorious, pearly horn jutting out of the top of his head. The unicorn turns to me and nods in acknowledgement. Where are you headed? The biker unicorn asks in a gruff voice. Vegas, I tell him, too desperate to be bothered by the fact that my savor is not human. Guess it's your lucky day. The unicorn says, his tail whipping back and forth in the air as it hangs over the back seat of the bike. I'm headed there too. Unless that's your car there. In which case, it's probably not your lucky day. This excerpt is taken from Taken by the Gay Unicorn Biker. Looking for the sexy bits? Well, those secrets are Chuck's, not ours, and we don't kiss and tell. You can find this book on Amazon and Kindle for two ninety nine. I feel let on. <laughs> Honestly, like, go read that. I have Tingler Blue Balls. <laughs> I mean, ever just been- I have to say, like, comparing a Chuck Tingle work, which costs two ninety nine, to this book, I'm recommending Chuck every time. Listen to that writing. That writing was good. Yep. Um, so cards on the table. I thought since it was a guest episode, we weren't pulling fanfics. So I did not pull a fanfic. That's okay. Okay. So I'm so- For some reason, I thought we already had one. I don't know. I have I one. Of. So if nobody else does, I have oh, one. Oh, yeah. okay. I was going to say, we usually each gotcha. pull a fanfic. 
so I didn't oh. pull one individually. Oh. But if, if Corinne's got us, then Corinne's got us, and I'm going to let her get I'm us. I'm the producer, so I'm always ready. Roxy, did you have anything to bring to the table fanfiction-wise? Corinne's just trying to show me up as a producer. I googled Shrek fanfiction and I walked away. <laughs> all right, all right. So I'm I'm I, bringing the fanfiction today. I didn't know the minefield I was stumbling onto. All right, I'm on AO3 right now. So the fanfiction I chose was Shrek. Don't you know that you're toxic? By Arctic Twerking, otherwise known as Mystery Goth Moth on AO3 because it is crack treated seriously and a modern Shrek AU, which is basically all that Get In My Swamp is. The story is absolutely ridiculous and doesn't contain any smut, but Get In My Swamp contained enough smut for both portions of this podcast. Summary. After getting kicked out of the swamp for cheating on his wife with the Witcher, Shrek flees to live in the big city. Fiona may have taken the kids in the air fryer, but he was about to take his life back. As Destiny wanted it, he joins into a series of homoerotic duets in the shower, singing with a man beyond the walls, letting go of the sins in his past and embracing the possibility of a future mysterious lover. Did- I'm sorry, I did you say the Witcher? <laughs> yeah, he had an affair with the Witcher. <laughs> Continue, sorry, sorry. Was it the uh, Henry Cavill yeah, one? Yeah, the Henry Cavill one. <laughs> oh, that makes no. it better. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I've, I've pulled a couple of things about this and pulled them aside. So this is a modern AU. The story takes place in the present with multiple ref- references to things like Uber, printers, toasters, Britney Spears. Honestly, that kind of goes on and on. You'll see these references in the following sections. So cheating. Since Leona is engaged at the start of the book and Lawrence has been cheating the whole time with his sister, gag, it's an undercurrent to the whole story. Here, it's really just the beginning. <clears throat> Moving out of the swamp had been one of the hardest things Shrek had ever made to endure. But after a steamy affair with Geralt of Rivia had been uncovered, he simply couldn't stay. Even an experienced home fatale as himself had to know when the right moment had come for him to mysteriously disappear into the night, never to be seen again. With only the woods and the fields whispering his name to those who would listen and those who would come to miss him. That exact moment arrived when his ex-wife chased him out of their home, wielding a toaster like a morning star. Shrek lost everything that night. His home his lover, and his Irish accent. Ah. His classic <laughs> Irish accent. This is, a, this is a legally distinct Shrek. Shrunk. This is Shrunk. No, he's Irish. He's Irish so. Shrek. And then, so, you know, cheating. But also, this yeah. is crack, treated seriously. For those who don't know, crack in the fan fiction sense is completely ridiculous, non-canonical nonsense. But sometimes you can take it seriously. Like, in your story, it can be, like, we're not joking around about this. This is the entire story. You know, we're... Right. So, the crack is more in the sense of pipe than shot. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, we're taking it seriously. And here are some moments. This entire story is ridiculous, just like at my swamp. But here are some of the, my favorite silly sections. Fiona stayed in the home they'd built together. She took the fucking kids and the goddamn air fryer. One of those was a bigger loss than the other. But that, dear reader, was a secret Shrek would take to his grave. Or, if necessary, yours. (laughs) Shrek took the midnight train wearing his bathrobe, his heels, and the hat he had stolen from Puss and hidden hidden on his armpit. The printer he had sold for cash and would forever grieve for. You must be Mr. Swamp, the unlawful landlord greeted him. Shrek could see only the upper half of his body as the rest of it was suspended in a metallic trash can standing right outside his new apartment building. 
Mr. Oscar, I presume, the ogre asked, flapping his eyelashes and twirling his robe. He had never seen such an interesting green man before. He was oh so close to being perfect like Shrek himself to be, but only almost. You're lucky you've come at this time. The previous tenant of the green men complex moved out a few days ago to live with his pig of a girlfriend. It has been a rocky relationship, but I think he finally kermited to it now. So fucking Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog reference. Yep. <clears throat> In a moment of clarity, <laughs> only showers could provide. Shrek's two underperforming brain cells connected the dots, realizing that this beautiful voice had to be coming from someone else living in his apartment building. The other possible option was that there were singing rats in the walls, but Shrek was an avid romance novel reader, and rats were usually not his type. There are always the exceptions, of course, but not all of them exceptional, and Shrek was a working man now who had no intention of wasting his time. He was an Uber driver, after all. I need to go. Fast as a snake, and as dangerous as an Aldi cashier, Shrek slammed the shower shut and ran towards the front door of his apartment, naked and no longer afraid. He slid across the floor, slipping up and sliding on his back until he slammed into his neighbor's door. He knocked, excited and out of breath. No answer. Shrek knocked again and again and again, but the door remained closed. His partner of their unlikely duet was either gone or not interested in finding what destiny had brought him. Shrek's heart grew cold, and so did his ass. And then finally. <clears throat> Thankfully, his rather pathetic loneliness was kept at bay by his meeting of a certain mysterious gentleman in a very big trench coat at work. He ordered Shrek to Uber drive him to different places every few days. Usually they both stayed silent, but on their seventh car ride together, Shrek played his Bad Bitch Party Time playlist, which was full of Britney Spears' greatest hits, which, of course, were all of them. His passengers. No Smash Mouth? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. No, nope, only just... Britney Spears. His passengers started humming along, and mm. as did Shrek. As a former theater kid and current annoyance, he couldn't miss a chance to show anyone and everyone how well he could sing. Their voices melted together in a harmony he hadn't heard a few, for a few days, but longed to hear with all of his heart and all of his ass. This was the man from the other side of the shower. The car came to a shrieking hold as Shrek opened the window, threw a sandwich on the ground, and parked on top of it. He always made sure to do that in case his car got hungry. He turned around to face his passenger so fast that his hat frisbeed out the window and into traffic, making a few cars swerve and collide. Don't you know that you're toxic, the gentleman whispered, opening his coat and letting Shrek see the greenest, most hairy creature to ever sashay the earth. There he was, his neighbor, the voice he heard in his dreams. The marvelous Mr. Grinch. Famous burlesque dancer and entrepreneur. And then they get a happy ending and probably fuck about it in their home for green men. I'm done. I'm fucking done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. That no, I added ending? the real ending. At the, the, and fuck about oh, it in their home okay, for green okay. men. I added that. But the other part, yeah, yes. Okay. Uh, I found All right. did, you bring, did you bring a fanfic? I was just in the other tab. I was looking. Oh, so me and Andy, we didn't bring one either, um, so it's okay. There, yep. it's, yeah. it's a cesspool. <laughs> so I say a swamp. That one was. <laughs> yeah, and there's more to that. Those are just the highlights. That. You can go read I the gotta, full thing. Gotta go. Hey, well, maybe we'll read it. Yeah, on yeah. Once theater. again, that is Shrek. Don't you know that you're toxic by Arctic Twerking, and that's otherwise known as Mystery Goth Moth on Ao3. This was fun. Yeah, that was um, just the highlights. Was, There's more to that. Yeah. Uh, I skipped parts. <laughs> Time for the outro. Time for the outro. I need to go drown my brain in alcohol. All right, all right, all right. So. <clears throat> oh, don't get into Transformers. No, that pit is as deep as it is foul. 
No. A foul, deep pit. <laughs> well, I just searched for for ogre. <laughs> At least it won't for be For ogre porn, basically, yeah. on AO3. And it, there's a Transformers. Transformers are the fucking chameleons of fanfic. They are in everything, and everything is yeah. Transformers. You know what? We're Transformers. In disguise? Yeah. Robots? In disguise. In disguise. More like hobots. <laughs> All right. Robots, roll out! Oh. <laughs> All right, so next time we'll be covering Second Chance by Jay Northcote. It's a coming home story featuring a trans mask protagonist, Nate, rekindling friendship and something more with his old best friend, Jack. Looking for hot content and even hotter vibes? Check out our Patreon. You can find it linked on our Twitter, WBTYMPod. You can also find us on Instagram with the same name. And we have a Facebook page, if you're into that kind of thing. Please follow, rate, and leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice. Tell a friend. Chase down a coworker. We've got so much love to give, and we need your help to spread it. Finally, we'd like to thank Ankhorns for our theme song. This has been Wham Bam Thank You Man. We hope we've left you thoroughly satisfied. Are you ready? Get, Get flirty, flirty. And stay, stay, stay dirty! dirty. <laughs>